Well, foot me. Foot me. Hello, foot nerds, and welcome back to another installment of the Foot Me podcast. Your podcast geared for all things mid-tier, mid-level, and just plain mid in the Ultimate Team universe. I am your host, TJ Wiz, coming at you today uh, in the midst of Team of the Year. So we'll be uh, talking a little bit about that in our usual format of looking over uh, my weekend review, a little bit of content this time, and then maybe a little of some uh, tidbits and some things that maybe we we don't typically think about that that stand out to to me. And I just kind of wonder if it's something that y'all even give a rip about or or notice at all. But before we get into all of that, uh, I wanted to uh, take a second to uh, thank you all. I mean, I thank you quite a bit for, you know, listening to this and, you know, putting in the time to, you know, that you decide that this is something that you want to, you know, some content that you want to ingest. But it's uh, pretty easy to tell. And I think I mentioned it last week. I was uh, a, a little down if you will, clearly it was on the heels of a number of things, um, both uh, almost all EAFC related in one way or the other. And um, just the the support that, that y'all had uh, and sent out and uh, reached out with uh, just meant the world to me. Again, um, excuse me, uh, not getting choked up. I, I swear I'm not emotional yet. Um, the, uh, you know, all the fellows over at Nothing But a Foot thing, uh, got plenty of uh, messages and uh, replies on X, things like that. Wanted a special thanks out to uh, one of our listeners, Jerry. He uh, gave a really, you know, thoughtful uh, and uh, meant a lot getting uh, that message in, uh, in, in X slash Twitter, uh, just uh, in signs of support and just keep chin up and, and all of those. And, you know, it, it, it means a lot that you would take the time uh, to, to reach out and to, uh, you know, give that kind. And so I just, I wanted to say thank you. I know some of you probably, uh, you know, were supportive and, uh, you know, mentally, and uh, you sent me those good vibes and I appreciate it, uh, those as well. So um, we may or may not get into uh, all that. Part of uh, what happened between uh, the support that y'all sent and just getting to reflect on it and just kind of looking at stuff, I, it just, you know, time heals all wounds and this was, you know, barely a scratch. So we will uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later on. But what I wanted to get back on track after I uh, gave you my heartfelt thanks was, of course, you know, we have this thing that we do. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, and this week I'm doing okay. Uh, of course, we are in the midst of a season reset and team of the year. And so there's just so much going on that can either make you have the greatest week or the worst week. And it, a lot of it depends on going into it. We've spoken for the last few weeks about getting ready for team of the year and going in with the right mindset and what to be prepared for. And I think, uh, you know, it's playing out much like, uh, it has in the past, uh, now, I was on record for saying that I thought due to abysmal drop rates last year and the overall hangover of team of the year and the impact it had on long-term game, um, you know, uh, activity, engagement, things like that, 
that uh, EA might adjust a little bit uh, and uh, turn the pack weight up. Uh, what they, I think, did was they just doubled the amount of cards that were in the promotion but did not adjust the pack weight and are hoping that that kind of takes over. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of that when we talk about content. But uh, what this means for us as we are looking in – you know, we had a few different changes as we look into this new season. First, we only got knocked back one division instead of two. So instead of being from division five down to seven, we went from five to six. Uh, we'll see how that plays out across the uh, spectrum of is this better for or worse than? Does it make it easier to climb? Clearly, this is a short season. Probably the reason they dropped back one is because it's a short season. Uh, the idea that they're going to keep having varied lengths of season, stuff like that, does make using division rivals as your, you know, bright line for uh, advancement uh, a little harder to gauge compared to previous chapters. But I guess we'll be uh, getting used to that as we go. Um, so uh, I've also been doing a, a chunk of the team of the year grind. Have not packed a blue. For those of you that were like really wondering, well, I take that back. Uh, I did do a, a pack save of about, well, I don't know how I want to call it. Because I had some packs saved and then I would go through some of them, but not all of them. And then we had these, you know, earlier promotions that were not super great. So I think I had 20 some odd packs, 84 uh, or higher type rated packs. And so spent some time going through that. I decided to rip mine on Friday. I wasn't necessarily going to wait till Sunday and uh, wait for, for that. Of course, as uh, those of you that are listening to other pods and keeping track of things, there is may or may not have been uh, a better chance to pack certain uh, team of the years uh, in the previous weeks than now that they're all in packs. But there's some debate as to whether or not those stat changes have anything to do with the percentage of the lack of percentage of being able to get higher rated cards versus the defenders, which were clearly easier to pack because of, you know, whatever they do. Stuff we will never, ever know about the EAFC controls so whatever not going to really speculate too much on that i'm just going to let you know i opened all my packs and on the next to last one i got a t honorable mention trent alexander so of the cards to get clearly there's only a few of the honorable mentions that are even in triple digit value and he's one of them uh, also i was looking for a right back so that works out i know a lot of folks are using him more of a center mid and see him as a uh, the 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 change to his uh, positioning as the big bump uh, that he got uh, aside from you know a, a two bump from his 86 to an 88 and uh you know, for me, he worked positionally as a right back and, you know, met some of those obligations and I've been playing him there. And so far I've enjoyed him, put an engine on him uh, to get his balance up there. So he's a little bit more in line with the kind of players that I uh, would, would typically want to put in those positions. But I like the larger size. So I've got Havertz on one side and uh, Alexander Arnold on the other. And that's uh, proven uh to be interesting um, in terms of its effectiveness. I've definitely gotten some highlights. Uh, he uh, feels relatively good. Uh, and compared to like my Quadrado, I guess, that was Thunderstruck, who would have been at one time uh, similarly priced, he may still be. I have not looked. 
Um, so uh, that's what uh, you know. I've gotten so far out of Team of the Year from packs. Um, I went into Team of the Year thinking that I was saving all my fodder to do the big couple of SBCs, at least one, if not multiples, that they were going to pump out. Plus, I was going to get all this fodder. I might even be able to get to do a secondary or a third SBC. But one of the things that we're finding out, aside from a lack of pack weight um, for the blues, is that the overall fodder weight, I think, has been turned down a bit. Lots of 84s, some 85s. You're not getting nearly as many 88s, 89s, 90s out there. Some of that's probably because the blues that are in packs now mean that those blues aren't available to be gold that would be high-rated fodder. But um, that doesn't you know, necessarily fully track either so um uh and we'll i i don't think it's an accident but either way i did have enough fodder in the club that i was able to get best done early and already uh, have been playing with him for a little bit uh he's not a striker but he is a great right winger um i've really enjoyed that the uh five star uh, skills have definitely come in handy in terms of giving me another way to get into the box because I do the very complicated sprint and then fake shot and then uh, I'll be darned if you don't just you know cut 90 degrees over and frequently right through your defender and then you have pretty good options to, to do things from there so um, he's you know fast smooth on the ball does well and all those you know is a great passer receives the ball well all those types of things so i think he is probably a you know vinny type uh and i haven't had a vinny and so i am quite happy with him uh thus far uh definitely has put in some goals and done some things that you're like wow um so george best has definitely filled a void and made my team better is he as good as a you know conventional blue out of a pack right winger of some sort um, probably not. And I don't think that's unintentional. I think, uh, EA probably wanted to give us SBCs for those of us that spend a lot of time and grind in our vocal that we would be able to have a way of saying my team has gotten better, but none of these SBCs would be considered just OP. Um, like some of maybe just the, you know, full on blues, uh, might be as we get further into this promotion, more games get played, more highlights happen. Um, and we get to see a little bit more of, you know, how these, uh, blue and golds affect, uh, the rest of the game. I was also able to complete Sawa. Uh, and this one, uh, I would hope to be able to complete a little less painfully than I did. Uh, I thought I would be able to get through these two, no problem. And then hopefully have leftover fodder. And instead I uh, broke down and ended up spending $13 to get a pack with had guaranteed 88s in it so that I could finish off the last squad and have her done instead of continuing to, to wait and, you know, grind up some other things. And so part of it was uh, just wanting to get it done and having spent so much time putting it together and trying to take advantage. And you're like, it's team of the year. And so this is where I think EA knows exactly what they're doing when it comes to how many squads and what that looks like and, you know, what their, how their market works now. I will say this, the only store pack that I opened had a dupe uh, Alexander Arnold in it, which was an 88, so I used it, and that's what I needed. But um, I do think it's, you know, 
I think it's pretty clear that you have the choice uh, of either saving packs and that grind and what that looks like versus, um, you know, the odds of getting a blue out of uh, just giving EA money. But we'll uh, get into that uh, a little bit uh, further along. So that's what my team looks like now. I've got, a, you know, that Modric, which uh, I'm not going to do the SBC because the only difference between the road to the knockout that I paid 300K for, which is now like down to, 200 something um is that extra play style uh plus and i don't think it really matters and so uh if i was you and you really wanted a modric uh instead of spending a hundred now it's up to a million um because of the way fodder prices are going right now that it cost a million uh worth of sbcs to put into uh the exact same modric that you can buy on the market for you know under 300k so that would be my suggestion and i can vouch he he'd be good um i'm uh you know was hoping to have a striker upgrade my 88 uh uh, julian alvarez is you know right now up there uh sometimes rotating in with um rooney eusebio i know some people are saying that he's falling out of teams i think people are just tired of playing with him because he is still as solid as he ever was um at least for me uh and where i'm doing things um and uh speaking of doing things um you know after last week you know i was really kind of down and i'd even said something about maybe i'll just go home and play a bunch of you know uh, just do a speed run on weekend league because I didn't feel like I was getting a lot out of divisions because unless you put three wins together, you don't accomplish anything, especially when you're in division five, whereas you can, you know, win one every three games and you're getting something out of it in weekend league. So I decided to go ahead and fire it up with the extended weekend league and just sped through a Monday um, and ended up winning uh, and went eight and 12. Uh, got gifted three, so really won five games. Uh, gave away two at the end because I wasn't going to be able to get anywhere with it. So, you know, could have uh, maybe gone a, a little bit more. But at the end of the day, um, I was it was late and I was tired and it wasn't going to matter. And the only reason I got eight is I went to go give away the last game and he gave it away first. So, um, uh, anyway, that was uh, where we ended up uh, – at the end of, cause I wasn't going to like, I was essentially sitting there. It was like 11th. I needed to go to bed and it was like, if I win this one, then I have to play another one. So I have to win these two in a row to get to nine. I'm already at a spot. I'm fine with it. Give away one. And, and then, uh, got given one. And I was like, well, there we go. So anyway, um, and, and that, you know, helped, you know, got to just, when I was behind, just quit out of them and just went through it. And so, uh, this week we got moved back to division six um, and have been plugging along. I think I'm almost to the halfway part. Uh, I think if I win the next game, I've got set up a, because uh, yesterday I decided to essentially, you know, do another weekend leaguey type thing. So I had to qualify and I did that, but it took me the full extent. Um, and then I ended up playing, I think, you know, 10 games or so, maybe a little bit more right around in there to leave me some some games to, to do today. But, oh, no, I did because I am one and nine. Um, so a very different start. We'll see if uh, Monday afternoon um, is a different 
kind of quality of player, or maybe some folks are giving away more stuff. Like I said, I got three giveaways last time. I'm really just doing it to get the packs, to get the cards, to do that. And so aiming at like, you know, four, six, whatever I was, this was not one that I was that concerned about in terms of, uh, you know, really getting head in the monitor and, and trying to, to go. I'm just playing the games. I'm not rubber banding. I'm trying to do you know, what I, what I can, but I've also found that this weekend league is a lot more engaged than the last one. So excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm coming across second accounts. They're clearly second accounts that people are trying to get packs because they want to open for blues. So, you know, uh, and last weekend we thought that was going to be the case. Maybe playing all on Monday, you just run into that versus doing half my games on Sunday. We'll see what happens tonight. I should be in an ELO where, you know, I mean, I'm in the one nine bracket. So uh, hopefully I can get a little bit of that. But after some frustration, because then I was like, oh, I'm not, this isn't going well. I popped on division six just to kind of try to end on a high note and you know thump somebody so you know that was nice so i i do feel like there are times in which you play weekend league and the competition is a lot stiffer and then there are times when you play it and it's a lot more kind of open whereas you know division six of course we've all been reset which is kind of like division you know five light whatever um you know had you know, some struggles, but not quite as bad as we've had in some of the resets. So I, like I said, I feel like I'm playing better. I'm putting more biscuits in the basket. I've got, you know, better players. And I think, you know, definitely helps the situation. Of course, we're playing against some really good teams um, as well, but all in all, uh, feel better about my experience. I think I'm going to come out a team of the year with a couple of players that I'm happy with and a couple of, uh, experiences that, uh, will, you know, I'll be able to be like, Oh, I remember that was the team of the year. This happened. But unfortunately, unlike last year where I packed Thibaut Courtois, I have yet to pack one. Now we still have time left, uh, still playing games, still going to have some packs, you know, and it's always that pack you least expect that one of those pops out in. So maybe uh, it's still, and if you're listening to this, you know, it's not too late. Don't worry about it. If you get a blue, you know, that's awesome. But if not, hopefully you have a plan so that you can, you know, improve or feel improved or have some uh, something at the end of this where you feel like you've done it. I think the worst case scenario is you liquidate your team chasing a blue and then don't get one. If you liquidate your team chasing a blue, um, uh, versus liquidating your team or knowing that while chasing a blue, I'm going to be putting fodder aside so that I can get these things done that I want to do means you come out a team of the year with at least feeling like I've done something. Now I do think, uh, you know, they've toned down these SBCs. Saw was a good card, you know, uh, best is a good card, but like I said, they are not, you know, blue pack quality type there. I would say that they are also team of the year light, if you will, but still team of the year, nonetheless. So, which, um, I think uh, is a good place for us to go ahead and transition into our uh, content kind of thing. Some of this I've been alluding to, um, but uh, I, I do think that it's important for us to remember that team of the year every year is like the top five players in every promo all in one promo. And in the past, there's just been 12 plus honorable mentions. Um, this year, we have 47 total blue cards and packs. 12 of those are honorable mentions. Then you also have SBC and objective players that you can unlock stuff along those lines. So there are more of them 
available to be packed icon wise and things, you know, in terms of where you could actually get some stuff, but they're still all uber, uber rare. And so uh, within that, if you look at just the pricing, for example, um, right now, the the cheapest ones uh, where you start hitting the sub hundred mark when you're getting into discard, uh, there's really only two, which is Ederson and Carmona right now um, in terms of that. In terms of an actual team of the year, Erps at 150K is by far um, the, the cheapest one that you're looking at. But once you hit that 150 mark, then, I mean, there's there's quite a jump from there because you go from 150 to like 400K for check, five something for Allison, and then you start working up. You got a few of these honorable mentions that are up there, like the 90 Valverde, which is essentially the radioactive card plus um, a uh, you know play style. You got the Modric card, which is Road to the Knockout plus um, a play style. Uh, then uh, you've got uh, you know Sala plus a play style, um, and so uh, those are definitely some high end stuff. Um, clearly, at the very top, you got your 15 million Mbappes and things along those lines. But even cards like Smith, who last week was at one you know million. A little over one. Uh, that's why she was in so many of the FC Pro teams because budget-wise for an attacker, I want to say she was like, you know, one, two, one, four, maybe. She's now two, four. Um, and uh, Sam Kerr is one, eight up from, you know, one, four, one, five. So um, a lot of these are you're starting to, to see jumps. You're not seeing these folks that were like right around seven, eight hundred, like, you know, Oberdorf, who was like, oh, she's not even very good million coins right now. So um, you're talking about how frequently do you pack a million coin card? And when you do, it's usually out of nowhere. Um, and the one thing is that right now is, you know, it's like the Powerball. Everybody's like, all these million coin cards are there. There are more million coin cards available in theory to pack now than maybe at any other time of the year. So if you're going to buy your ticket, now's the time to do it. But that doesn't mean more people win the lottery. It just, well, I mean, it kind of will because more people are playing the lottery and unlike an actual lottery, there are multiple winners. So it, it does fall under that. So it's like, you know, Oh, I'm going to give it a run, but going into it thinking that you're going to get one of these is probably, you know, a set you up for disappointment. And uh, if you are someone who is relatively new to ultimate team, just, you know, know that unlike other promotions where you're like, if I keep packing stuff, I'm eventually going to get one. Hopefully you get a uh, honorable mention at least. I know last year, and this is what, to be honest, I can't remember. I think I saved more packs. I want to say maybe I got up into the hundred, maybe a little over. I don't really remember, but I remember it was a kind of a miserable opening experience. Like I said, towards the end in one of the big packs is whenever I got my Courtois um, and ended up with a number of honorable mentions along the way, Fakir and a few others that were in the club, but necessarily get, and they played some, but they, you know, drifted out, you know, relatively early, which would be my other kind of warning is I would assume that, you know, that right now this is a test for EA. Um, they're trying to find out how much do you think an extra playstyle plus is worth. That's the Modric SBC, right? That's this 
taking cards we've already done and just adding a playstyle plus to it, Valverde things. They're, these are little itty bitty like balloons and trackers that I'm sure that they're keeping an eye on and seeing just, you know, is this what we think a playstyle plus is worth as a community? And then they're going to continue to adjust around. And we're going to see some promotions that we haven't heard of before. We're going to see them rework and be able to tweak um, what's going on with the upcoming promotions, um, seeing as they're trying to find out ways that they can leave card stats the same, but still up them so that you can keep the curve going, but they don't have to run themselves into a bunch of 99s too early. Um, I think that's what a lot of this is from EA's perspective in terms of playing around with the power curve at the same time these cards are all top tier cards um and how that affects the market what do those prices look like when we get to the end of this thing you know usually when things go out of packs they're going to go up um and all of these look like they're going to be like end level cards and as someone who's been playing with the same squad functionally for you know months i think there's a lot less rotation a lot less you know upgrades we talk about this this was a complaint last year that if you don't have four or five a hundred you know a million coins you can't really upgrade once you get to this point of the year and so i'll be interested to see if you know the addition of like some playstyle pluses to cards that are of a very similar uh, which would normally be just a you know a horizontal move not a vertical move in terms of an upgrade is that going to be a tact uh, that we see happening more whether it's an sbc bait whether that's in, uh, you know, future stars, do future stars get multiples? You know, will it be the top three or four, you know, tier cards and all of them will get multiples? Will they give a couple of the top tier multiples? And then they'll give some of the lower, like, you know, what bottom of them are going to be 85, 87 rated or whatever, but they're going to give them a play style plus and see if that makes them more viable despite their lack of, uh, you know, I think we're going to see a number of uh, different things along the ways, which is good because that gives us something to talk about because this is a podcast where we talk about things that happen in EAFC and this means things are happening. So we have to at least give them, you know, credit for that. I also know that behind the scenes, like if you want to, it is my opinion that the place that EA spends money or on the analysts who are able to determine the way that they do store packs and SBCs, like the mathematicians that are able to kind of work out, you know, how can we maximize getting packs out of all these different types of people? If you just buy packs every week, they're like, you know, we just put out content. Good. Got you. But it's like, how do you get the people like me that maybe spend like once twice over the course of the cycle to spend three or four times over the course of the cycle. And, you know, having SBCs that run out that have just enough fodder and that you're going to be able to amass just enough doing divisions, doing this, doing that, but you're going to be just short. And then we're going to put in that one extra squad. And it probably means it'd be easier for you to go and buy a pack. You know, they know that kind of stuff. There are people that are doing that and are working out that kind of math. Um, and you know, they're the ones that are, you know, the biggest, you know, return on investment for EA. So, uh, I can't imagine, um, that it's an accident. I think what you have here is you have the chance to save packs for weeks, um, delay that kind of gratification, then spend hours opening and recycling packs. And by that, I mean like maybe six, seven, and then you might get a blue out of that. Or you can give them 30 to $70 and you're probably going to get, 
you know, something along, you know, those lines, maybe. Um, cause that six hours, you're also not guaranteed. I know Zway just did six hours of opening stuff. Finally got popped there at the end. Um, but it was, you know, a brutal, brutal grind to get there. And I think EA wants the, they're, they're not trying to encourage grinding. They're not excited about it. They're not like, Oh, this is a key element of the game and we want to make grinders happy. I think what their idea is, is like, well, if you put in, you know, so much time, yeah, there may be a chance for it, but really it'd be a lot easier if you just bought packs. Um, and if you would rather, instead of spending six hours doing that and instead, you know, what's your time worth? And I think that's what we're seeing now. I am, I do think this loan crap is, you know, kind of crap. Um, and that it's their way of trying to guarantee, you know, some value without guaranteeing you get the thing that you want, you know, without, you know, they can't give out gold, blue and golds to everybody. They can give out honorable mentions to everybody. That's not going to break the game. And so I think that's what you're, you know, in line for and should be, you know, prepared to get. But if you get the lottery, there you go. Or you get 60 games loan on one that you've spent a bunch of money on. But of course, you never know which loans they're going to maybe offer you um, and things like that. And also without a loan restriction and those things, you know, I do think Kevin has a point that if you play with a bunch of loners, you don't really know those players. But then there's also the idea that do you really need to know an Mbappe considering it's like pass to Mbappe, dribble through, shoot ball, goal. Um, clearly, it's not that easy, but it's also, you know, when you have cards that are substantially better, could you maybe, you know, get over that learning curve? Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't like to play with loans. I'll use them in friendlies because you can use one. Um, it's not necessarily, I, I get rid of a lot of the loans. They just clutter up my my club, things like that. But at the same time, when I did get that 88 pack, uh, it came with some loans and I got a, a loan Cristiano Ronaldo. So I'll probably stick him in a squad and play some cup games. That's usually where I feel more comfortable about, you know, using those. Unless I'm testing somebody out. But anyway, um. So, yeah, I think a, a lot of other podcasts have probably beaten content also to death. Uh, all I can say is that it shouldn't be unusual that you haven't gotten one. These are like, you know, the whole promotion of Mbappes. And so that makes it really very difficult. If you did get one, congratulations. And if you're still going, good luck. Um, I hope that you all get one. And then, you know, I know a lot of people are because I'm playing against a chunk of them and they don't have the little loner thing. So, um you know, keep grinding, but, you know, within reason and know that even if you get a team of the year and it's all like, I've made my team, um, that, you know, FIFA 25, that's not going to be there anymore. Well, neither is FIFA 25, EAFC 25. It goes away. You know, these pixels are fleeting um, and that, uh, you know, don't don't let them get all up in your head. Right? Be mad about gameplay. Don't be mad about game luck. So anyway, um. The last bit that I wanted to talk to as we get off, I know everybody's real serious about team of the year and grind and what to do and things like that. And uh, this is not any of that. Um, this is something that it, I mean, I notice it, uh, you know, and, and to be honest, you, y'all are aware. I, I did not, I do not come from a footballing background. I am, and I was not a big fan. I did not watch people growing up, things like that. I played uh, whenever I was in elementary school, like everybody else did here in the States. But after that, I just kind of let it go. 
Anywho, um, the cutscenes and stuff that are off the field uh, and some of that that they put some work into this year, I have to say uh, I find amusing. Now, I'm guessing, uh, and I wonder how this team works. I'm assuming, I don't know if they're the same team to like do like the Tipos and things like that, but uh, little kinds of things that we frequently probably overlook or are too mad about or ignoring or even, you know, click past a lot of the times. I just wanted to kind of, you know, share a, a few tidbits um, and uh, what I, in a scene, this is, I'm calling this bits and pieces um, in terms of uh, this segment. The first thing I wanted to talk about um, were the, the crowds. Do you notice that if you, if you zip a ball up into the stands that the, the that they dodge it, that they move, right? They see it coming. Right. Um, I, I love that. I think that is, you know, I can imagine, you know, where we're playing other games and it just kind of goes into the crowd and the ball disappears, whatever. Now does them having the crowd be animated and doing that impact gameplay? If so, it's like, you know, get rid of it, whatever. But, um, if it really has no impact on gameplay or any of those types of things, you know, uh, those, these little bit, you know, I love that part. Now, I do think that some of the cutscenes get repetitive and we've known this in, in all of them, uh, in particular, the, you know, them grabbing a hot dog. Apparently there's, uh, you know, there's like two or three folks that are, you know, on camera in the actual scene during like the half team, half uh, time cut scenes that are usually, it looks like getting a hot dog, maybe a sandwich. I don't know. There's something in that big long thing that they're bringing back to their seat. Um, none of them are drinking stuff. I guess liquids are probably, you know, kind of a trick, you know, trying to get a hand around a cup maybe looks a little bit different versus like holding something. So, you know, kudos to them for choosing something that doesn't look weird um, in terms of that. You know, they could probably do a few more things, but and I'm sure they will. It's probably on tap. There may be a whole team dedicated to off the field antics, um, so to speak. The other ones that I really, really enjoy, though, aside from the the crowd, and like I don't like the hot dog thing's not the one that I like. I think it's cool that they like dodge when it comes flying at them. But um, the locker room stuff. Now, I will say the sounds kind of freak me out that you're here in a locker room that you can't really see stuff, and so sometimes if that's on in the background, you hear clanky, 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 and all that kind of like what's going on here. But man, to see somebody like a holland walking next to some tiny like a zola and they're all talking to each other or whatever you know the idea that um as they go back some of the combinations of like who you see like a croif talking to uh you know eusebio or you know a croif talking to you know odegaard or things along those lines as they're walking in messy chatting it up you know, with uh, Mia Ham or something as they're kind of walking into the locker room. I know it's dumb and little, but and it's something that they just have to run like a little logarithm and then they, you know, decide who's going to talk to who. I just kind of wonder how that kind of plays out and how random that is. I mean, because the thing that I will give them is it's not always the same people talking. That's what I like about it because, you know, for those of us that play these games over and over and over again, and you can go back in your history of thinking about, you know, games, there's the repetitive kind of cutscenes, like the same thing every time, same people every time, same thing every time. And so I thought the idea that they, you know, put were mindful enough to like avoid things like that. Those are the kinds of stuff that I don't think we give EA credit for. 
And we get very caught up in the on the field and how the game feels and all those. And there are plenty of people that be like, I don't give up about all that. And, you know, this is, you know, that I'd rather them have better on the field than all this other crap. And, you know, I get that. I'm not saying that that is not a valid concern that, you know, your your point of view on where they're putting resources. But at the same time, you know, there's going to be these elements of the game and how well they're executed, you know, plays off to the overall appeal of the game. Right now, I don't play any of the other modes. For all I know, if I was playing career mode, you know, a lot of these are kind of stolen from there and they figured out a way to integrate it. You know, good for them. And the fact that they're able to then work that in with, you know, varied rosters that we have for ultimate team, you know, even like the idea of seeing the folks that are on the bench, you know, whenever they show them like warming up and talking to each other and you're like, oh, they have Holland on the bench. Like you get information from it as well as, oh, you know, that's kind of, you know, they're showing them like kicking a ball around like a cone or whatever. So I just, you know, we spend a lot of time bitching about stuff that EA and that is in this game that affects our gameplay and things like that. And I just wanted to take a second to look at something that had no effect on any of that, but that I did enjoy. And so um, I thought, you know, the idea of like the cutscenes, uh, the people dodging, all of those other kinds of stuff. With that in mind, a couple of things that I would like for them to address that could be easily addressed and definitely falls in the make this game better competitively is shadows and stadiums. Go F yourself, shadows and stadiums. I get the authentic stadium experience. I would love to play in like the old Traffords and stuff like that if they would just turn the shadows off. It's a cloudy day in the UK. Could that possibly happen? I think the answer is yes. Every movie, every person I've ever talked to, everything that suggests anything about the UK tells me it rains there a lot and their food is of a mediocre, bland variety. Those are the two things that get shoved down my throat as a yank in terms of here's the way Britain works, right? Here's the way the UK goes, right? So like, why can't we not have shadows, right? Now I get international stadiums, like it's sunny in Spain, right? But it also rains there. I've heard that it's like, it rains in Spain and you know, there's flowers in May. I don't know, but there's no reason that we should have to like be able to see half the team and not see half the team. And it's just, it's ridiculous. The other point is that the camera angles and stuff on these live stadiums and put you at a different angle than in the foot stadium. Like, can't you get these things squared away to where we have the same playing experience in a different environment? You know, uh, you know, I don't even mind like a little bit of a camera angle difference. So it feels a little different. I'm fine with you want to make the lighting a little different. Okay. Right. But come on, do we really have to have the shadows? Does it really impact the overall you know, impact of like, oh, is this authentic or not? Like, you know, spoiler alert. No, it's not authentic. You have like a dead dude playing striker for you on a field, like whatever. Anyway. Um, so, uh, there is uh, that. I would also say that if we, you know, knowing when, um, you know, we, we've been talking in general um, about EA letting us know what they're going to do moving forward when it comes to packs or SBCs or evolutions or things along those lines. Um, I think uh, we are, you know, and, and, and leaks only serve a bit of that purpose and just kind of knowing the future, but a lot of that is if we don't know, then we buy into this. If we knew what was going to happen, then we might not do some stuff, i.e. saving packs. Because I do think EA 
I don't think they like us saving packs, to be honest. I think it impacts the servers. I think it impacts a lot of different things. I think it screws with some of their metrics. And I think they're constantly trying to figure out ways to trick us into not saving packs. Um, they'll never admit it. Uh, we would, you know, have to get some kind of employee that, you know, left that did not have a, you know, a agreement to not say anything. So, um, but I, I do get the feeling that saving packs, you know, is a drain on resources to a degree in terms of the way that happens. Then, you know, the mass opening stuff along those lines and some of the things that, you know, we may be faced whenever the servers got cooked when we originally rolled it out. So, um, Anyway, we're coming to the end here. I did want to take one second, I guess, to address last week. Uh, you know, I did clearly thank you all for the support. Again, y'all are, you know, you it means a lot. It does mean a lot. I know I'm saying that over and over again, but it's because it it means that much. Um, I did want to just kind of give an update in terms of uh, Nick 28T um, and what that all kind of has played out so far. Um you may have noticed, those of you that are on X, there were a couple of little back and forth, mainly just like, hey, you know, unban him. And some other people on X were like, hey, what about this? And he's all like, I asked for your name and what more do I need? And so I told him again and shared the clip and things like that. And uh, for those of you that are wondering what happened after that, the answer is, Nothing, nothing really happened. Um, you know, I didn't want to post again. I'm not trying to make this a thing. You know, if he doesn't want me in his chat, then I'm not going to be in his chat. Uh, I had contemplated the idea of taking a little screenshot before I cancel my subscription and be like, it's been a you know good ride or whatever. But again, I kind of feel like that's probably comes off as being provocative. Uh, I'm not really trying to use this to get a bunch of clicks or create some kind of like e-war or something like that. Not that, you know, I'm even, because uh, uh, the truth of the matter is I am relatively insignificant within his viewing group, right? He's got a million plus followers. There are a thousand people in there. I get it. Like, you know, customer service for, you know, one squeaky wheel, whatever. Um, and, you know, frequently, dealing with difficult customers can just make it worse. So, you know, don't feed the troll, whatever the case may be. And to be fair, you know, he was in a bad mood in terms of the way gameplay was going. And I said, Zway doesn't complain. And he, you know, got defensive, took that the way that he did and was all that. So, um, uh, the, the end result is that I'm going to no longer be a sub. You know, I'm going to go ahead and cancel the subscription. Um, I was going to wait and try to get into his chat and then like, you know, this is my last sub, but that seems kind of silly and dumb. So not going to do that. So we're just going to, uh, you know, uh, move along. You know, we've, we've grown apart. Um, and, uh, that's, that's the way that's, you know, going to go. I had hoped that it had gone a different direction. Um, I was, you know, hopeful, but I didn't really, I didn't anticipate a world in which he was going to be like, Oh man, sorry. I was just having a hard day. I probably overreacted. Maybe should have timed you out instead of ban you here. Let me unban you in the chat. To be honest, I would check on the channel every you know day or so just to see like, am I still banned? And I was. And so, you know, I put in my request, maybe it was already looked at and denied because I didn't say I was sorry. I just said, I thought that this is a little excessive to be banned, especially, you know, over, you know, what I was banned for. And so I have a feeling that maybe that didn't set well with the evaluating crew of whoever determines whether or not you get unbanned or not. So, um, 
this uh, means that I, you know, the longest sub streak that I'll probably ever have. I don't know if I'll, you know, maybe we'll see. I'm subbed his way now. I don't know if that'll be another, you know, if in 115, 120 months, we'll revisit it. Be all like, you know, here in 10 years, um, if this is still going on, you know, that would, it's hard to imagine, but you know, yeah, yeah. Far be it from me to predict the future. Either way, uh, the one thing I can't predict is that I will no longer be subbing to Nick 2018. So anyway, that just kind of brings that to conclusion for those of you that were wondering, like, you know, well, what happened? And the answer is nothing. And so then, you know, that that's the way that's going to play out. So all in all, I have to say, uh, uh, you know, big thanks. Y'all have just uh, you know, this this really thinking about the pod and thinking about the game and the way that it interacts and the way that y'all interact with it. It just really, you know, helps me, uh, you know, put things in perspective and, and, and there's, there's no amount of things that I can give y'all because at the end of the day, uh, when y'all are sending me stuff and I just get so overwhelmed, I'm just like, man, man, foot me. Foot me. Well, foot me. Uh, foot me.